Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Uh, Sherry Izadi, wife of Anoush uh, Ashur, is uh, joining me on the show tonight. And in the studio, we have Richard Radcliffe, our good friend who's come in uh, to talk about this. First of all, uh, Richard, sitting here, um, tell me how this must be worrying for you. Have you managed to speak to Nazanin or not? Uh, so not not today. She was due to have a phone call today, but she wasn't able to call me. She called her mum. Um, and yes, as for those who follow, those obviously coronavirus has broken in Iran, and it's it's affecting all sorts of numbers. Um, and like other things, it's probably growing much more quickly than the government will admit to over there. Um, and it's there are cases in the prison, um, and obviously Evan prison is and lots of people cramped in close confinement um as nasani told her mum today mm. there's no cleaning products there's no bleach there's no um washing up liquid there's no disinfectant why so, um they run out budgetary cuts um so so there's clearly a risk um and we're clearly stuck in a situation that has mm. very dangerous consequences for us um sherry good evening welcome to the show thank you for your thank time you. Um, have you managed to speak to your husband or not? Uh, well, yes, actually, I did speak to him today. Mm. And uh, he, like Nazanin, he's also extremely worried. Uh, the only difference being that they actually, uh, they are in a, um, uh, they've been threatened to be moved to Ward 4, which is where we believe that uh, the coronavirus case will, actually was. Uh, he told me that uh, all the prisoners are going to refuse to be moved unless they actually move them by force. Um, what happens if they have to move them by force, Richard? Um, well, I think, in, in all honesty, it, it'll be the men that will be moved rather than the women. Mm. Um, and I probably don't know um, in short terms. But I, I suspect 
Um, that the, there's a very volatile situation developing. Mm -hmm. um, you've got a number of very frightened people. You've got a regime that is trying to suppress a story. Um, now, probably someone like Nazanin is more protected than others because she's a valuable asset, mm. so they're not going to want anything to happen to her. Um, other prisoners who are more domestic uh, are at greater risk. Uh, Sherry, how long has Anoush been in uh, uh, prison for? Uh, just over two and a half years. And is there is there much chance? Because he was uh, he's has he been given a twelve year sentence? Yes, he was given two separate sentences of ten years and two years. Yes, yeah. And what are the chances of him coming out early? Uh, to be honest, I I don't I don't see any chance at the moment. I I because um, I don't think the Iranians have got. Uh, basically what they wanted so so long as you know they don't receive what they want they're not going to release these prisoners as richard said they are valuable assets mm. um yeah. is there is there do you think a lack of help coming from our foreign office and and our government at the moment or not uh yes because i think after all the pressure that even the i mean even Iranian politicians and an, an Iranian uh, parliamentarian has has written a letter urging the judiciary to release the political and the security prisoners or, you know, on temporary furlough and release them to their families so that they can be safe. And, I mean, uh, this is the sort of thing that, uh, that our government, that the UK government should be doing, I, this, which is what I've been, you know, sending, saying in my emails today to them, that you should be, I mean, you haven't managed to secure their release. The least you can do is, uh, is, is force the Iranian government to release these prisoners temporarily because their lives are at risk. It's, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a really, really dire situation. How are you feeling, Richard, now, as far as you're concerned about the treatment and the help that the government are giving? Yeah, look, I think this situation is spiraling day by day. Um, and I don't think we knew of coronavirus inside the prison at the beginning of the week, and, and we've heard rumours of people having having lost their lives mm. uh, by this point. Um, and, you know, generally I've been on your show pointing out the ways in which the mm. government hasn't been doing things they could have been doing, and that, that actually we're in the middle of what is a government, we're the fallout of a, of a government dispute. Um, what more could the government do now? Well, big pictures they need to get a home, but, but small pictures they need to keep us safe. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Let's talk to Tom uh, Tugendhat, a very good friend, Conservative Member of Parliament for Tunbridge and Morling. Um, right, just before we uh, talk about what we're going to talk about, um, I've just been talking to Richard Radcliffe and to uh, Sherry. Both, of course, uh, have spouses that are locked up yeah. in Iran. Why can't we do anything about this? We are a big, roughy, tufty nation with a nuclear deterrent. Why can't we go in and get them out? Well, that's, a, that's a, a fair question. But the problem is that we're not, bluntly, we're not going to invade Iran. That would be a daft thing to do because, well, for many different reasons, actually, but it's, we're not going to do it. And, uh, and so what we find ourselves uh, needing to do is trying to, trying to persuade the Iranians that what they're doing is uh, really, frankly, uh, deeply inhuman and completely against... Uh, the kind of theology that they claim to preach. Uh, and so we hope very much that they're going to change their mind. But what they don't do, sadly, is they don't recognize that uh, British citizens who are also of Iranian origin uh, have any rights as British citizens. They only think of them as Iranian. 
Yeah, they don't care, do they? I mean, no. no, and I mean it's uh, it's but but what what gets me and and uh, this is a bit contentious, I know. If we've got a nuclear deterrent and we've got very well trained, particularly special forces, I mean, if if other nations are not frightened of behaving in this way against us or anyone else, what is the point of it? Well. The- truth is that the Iranians, and it's not just the Iranians actually, but there's a few countries around the world that take hostages in this way in order to exert pressure. And, and what they're doing is they're doing it to many countries actually. And the, you know, the Chinese have recently done it to uh, uh, Canada over the arrest of the um, mm. Huawei, Huawei yeah. um, exactly, um, uh, decision. And so, you know, there's a whole series of other areas where countries are doing this. And the reality is, I'm afraid, you know, we know about, I mean, it, it's public about two or three uh, mm. people in Iran, but actually there's about half a dozen uh, French, another half a dozen Germans, another, yeah. another few yeah. Italians, and so on. It, you know, this isn't just us, and the Americans uh, have got several uh, hostages mm. taken as well. So you know, this isn't about uh, the strength of the country or the or, or you know its mm. proximity to the United States. I mean, you're not taking you're not taking Italian hostages to punish the US. You're yeah. taking Italian hostages to exert leverage over Italy. But, you know, this is the, this is the problem with this nation. I mean, they are... A, 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 an in, and it's not the people of Iran at all. No. Uh, in fact, the people of Iran were becoming very westernised until this ridiculous religious movement moved in, took over the Ayatollahs, uh, and then started dictating to people what they could wear, what they could... Uh, Eat and everything else, and uh, this is this is surely in the 20, uh, 20, 21st century. This should be stopped. I don't know how you do it, by the way, but this is something that is ridiculous. Well, it's it's completely absurd, and it's one of the things that actually uh, you know I'm going to be suggesting to the committee that we look at is hostage taking as a means of sort of diplomatic pressure, for want of a better word, is uh, is absolutely outrageous. And, and and how can we work together with other partners around the world, you know, the the, the U.S., the Italians, and so on? Uh, to make sure that we push back and, 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 and stop this, because it is absolutely unacceptable. And you're right, by the way, the Iranian people have uh, given the world the most amazing amounts of science, culture, absolutely. art, uh, you know, any number of different things, everything from hmm. very, very early mathematics to books on governance and how to, uh, uh, you know, games like chess, where we get checkmate from Shamat, the hmm. king is dead, uh, and even even some wonderful wine like Shiraz, which, of course, the grape comes from, well, Shiraz, of course, yeah. in, in Iran. Yeah. So, you know, this is an amazing, an amazing country, and, and the liberation of the Iranian people is what we need to be praying for here, because the, it is the fundamental victims of, of these dreadful uh, Ayatollahs is the Iranian people themselves. I mean, there are a few Brits, it's true, who have been taken hostage, but the most, not, the biggest number of people who have been taken hostage is the entire country of Iran, 30-odd million yeah. people taken hostage by a vile regime. Yeah. Well, when you are ensconced in your position as the chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think you've met Richard Ratcliffe and uh, maybe... You've, I have, yes. Yeah. And, and I've met ju- his daughter. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, a man of more courage and integrity in this, uh, it would be impossible to meet. He's, uh, he's, really, he's really demonstrated an extraordinary mm. courage uh, through a very, very difficult time for himself and his family. And, he's uh, very stoic, and, isn't he? So, mm. Yeah. He is, yeah. and and he's he's a quiet man. But my God, there's power in the few words he uses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and his daughter is. I mean, thank God she's, you know, with her father. But I mean, you know, the fact that her mother is still locked up in prison, uh, very often uh, threatened with any number of different barbaric uh, cruelties, um, simply because, you know. 
the Iranian government is trying to extract leverage over the UK government. Mm. I mean, Do we owe them £400 million? Pounds? Nobody disputes that. I mean, literally nobody disputes mm. that. The money is in escrow. The UK government hasn't got it. It's in escrow at the moment, and it has been for about 10 years. The only reason the Iranians haven't got it is because we know damn well what they'd do with it, because it's exactly what they did with the American money when it was released. They spent it on guns and ammunition to murder Syrians, and that's exactly what they'd do with this. So actually the problem is that the UN has put sanctions on Iran. This is nothing to do with the UK government. The UK government isn't challenging it. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. The Duke of Sussex arrived in Edinburgh by uh, the last train uh, last night, and um, he's due to address an eco-conference today. But it emerged Harry and wife Meghan are on a collision course with Wills and Gate next week. Uh, Let's talk to uh, Robert Jobson, of course, royal editor of The Standard. Uh, Robert, good evening to you. Yeah, good evening. Long time since we spoke. <laughs> Not that long, I don't think so. No, last week or the week before, I think, actually. <laughs> um, it would, I mean, you never know. This is just supposition by a lot of people, isn't it, really? Do we really think they're that um, likely to fall out? I'm not, not that sure they'll even be having a conversation. I mean, the reality of they it was all a bit sad today. I think the just call me Harry stuff is quite nice, although I do remember years ago, um, what was his name? Earl, Earl of Wessex um, yeah. said, "Oh, call me Mr. Windsor." I remember being at a press conference, and um, when I did call him Mr. Windsor, he got very put out. So I'm, I'm not sure that this necessarily sticks. I think it's, he just looked a bit of a bit crestfallen. Actually, I thought when he was there today, when mm. he, he just didn't look himself. I mean, he's all whatever they call him. He's always going to be. Uh, Harry, and he's going to be HRH, whether he drops it or not to all of us. He is, but I don't think that'll go on. You know, it's okay, Harry, in your 20s and 30s, but I think when you get to your 40s and and, and so on, I think actually you probably might lose a bit of the shine. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I think, I genuinely think he's made a mistake in the way that he's gone about things. Um, Maybe he should have held off and the negotiations... Um, should have remained private. And I think he might have got a little bit more than he actually has got, really. He hasn't really got an awful lot. What no. do you think about when, when they came back and said, you know, the Queen doesn't own the world, the word royal and stuff Didn't like that? that. I thought that was really cheap. Um, it may well be true. I mean, you know, it's a Reading football club called the Royals and there's how many royal cafes are there and whatever. But it is different when you are a former member of the royal family or a member of the royal family. It was petulant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was but petty. did he actually say it? I mean, did he actually say it? Would have did been any... his PR people or Megan? No, it was on the on the website, which mm. is oh, enough okay. for his responsibility. The, the thing is, though, if they hadn't gone straight in and done commercial jobs, I think the JP Morgan job, mm-hmm. you know, um, where they got the both trousers a million dollars each, and the first thing they did when they were going on about it will be about privacy. I think if they hadn't done that first, I think if they'd done a few charity jobs first, it would have looked better. But it's, it's, it's been very badly handled, and I, and I don't quite understand why for two people, Megan and Harry, that have been pretty good at their own public relations. Yeah, I mean, they are relatively young. I mean, I know they're in their 30s, but they are relatively young to suddenly be thrust out in the... I mean, all the, all the arguments are they're supposed to be earning 50 million a year or something. Um, well, well, we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, I, I but, some of that is all a bit over the top. I, I, I couldn't that. agree with you more. Uh, but it just seems that they've been thrown out, if you like, because once you are within the royal family, and Meghan may not even have realised this, 
there are all kinds of things that will stick with you. I mean, knocking him off, right, is going to be a huge coup for a terrorist organisation, whether he's called HRH, Prince, this, Prince, that, or anything else. Yeah, but this is all part of the things, things that... You know, they should have really thought about a lot, a lot mm. more seriously than they actually did. Because, look, you know, the greatest respect to them. And yes, I do hear what you say about being bumped off, and he's a genuine terror threat. And you know, he is the future. He is the grandson of the of the of the monarch. Yeah. As, as, as is Zara, as is Beatrice Nugent, neither of who get um, uh, protection. But the bottom line is, twenty odd million pounds a year being spent on all their protection. Where. You know, the Scotland Yard is already very, very stretched. There are, you know, there are certain estates that are no-go zones in our, in our capital city. And 20 million quid can be spent very well, uh, you know, there to try and help stop stabbing in London or do something else. So, mm. you know, look, I agree. If you're a full-time member of the Royal Family working um, and doing your duty, uh, then, yeah, absolutely you should be protected. But they, they've gone from a position where they, they have all of this in place. And that's, I'm sure, what both the Queen and the Prince of Wales are both saying is, think a lot harder about what you're doing. You know, this yeah. promised land in Vancouver with the, the life they want is all well and good when you're on holiday, but it hasn't really worked out in the way they want. And I think that some of the shine, as a result, has come off this couple. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.